0: It's time for round two, baby, so buckle up, hockey fans, because Steele and I have all of the second-round breakdowns and predictions aside from that New Jersey Rangers game. We have it all on today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Let's tap in and let's get this money.
1: You're locked on fantasy hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome back inside the lab everybody and thank you for tuning in for the Monday episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We are part of the Locked On Network, your team, every single day and thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We are here Monday through Friday for all of your playoff breakdown needs and that's what we got more of today's episode Steele, I'm hyped for round two. My goodness, the Boston Bruins (laughs) bowing out, Colorado Avalanche bowing out. There is so much to talk about. We're going to also dive into our predictions for the series that we know. Obviously, we're ahead of Game 7 between the Rangers and Devils, so we do not know yet exactly who Carolina is going to face, but we know the rest of the series, and we're going to get to every single one and talk about, I think, Steele, right off the jump, The Boston Bruins, after arguably the best season ever in the regular season, getting bounced. Why don't we start there, my friend, if you're okay with that? Because I think as much as (laughs) what's going on with the Seattle Kraken and the Colorado Avalanche, and we're going to get there, we're going to get to Oilers' Knights, we're going to get to Panthers' Leafs, and everything in between. The Boston Bruins bow out in the first round. What did you see from that series, all things said and done? Where do you think the Boston Bruins went wrong?
1: Well, right where I want to start off is this is the biggest collapse in sports history from one of the best teams in any sports league. And it truly is, because when you talk about Mm -hmm. the regular season that the Bruins just had, winning 65 games, having the best win percentage in NHL history, having Seriously. the most win winning se- regular season as well. It's the biggest collapse in playoff history for one of the best teams out there. And for me, it, it, it's just honestly poetic justice because 10 hey. years ago, 10 years ago to the day, pretty much to the day, the Bruins come back in game seven against the Maple Leafs down 4-1 and they end up winning in overtime. And then fast forward 10 years later, the Maple Leafs slay the dragon, slay the beast. They move on to the second round. And the Bruins, they're the ones to have that feeling of misery and pain and collapse in the pit of their stomach. And they now know what it feels like. So I am over the moon with how everything is turned out right now. But this was the turning point. This was the turning point in the series. It was the $10 million man, Sergei Bobrovsky. That was the turning point. For Paul Maurice, the Florida Panthers, when they were down 3-1, he was the turning point. And this this is what I'm taking away from it. If you ever need someone to bring down a 60-plus regular season winning team, you better go call Bobrovsky right now. Because back in 2019, he defeated the 62-team win Tampa Bay Lightning and now the Boston Bruins. So that's the one thing. But I've got a couple more couple more things i take away from this series because it was it was Mm. incredible that the florida panthers were able to come back and and win this down really was but they look i I love matthew kachuk's post-game interviews you know basically saying that everyone besides the people in that locker room knew that we were the underdogs thought that we were the underdogs didn't think we were going to win this series but Mm. everyone in that dressing room won so these are the three things i'm taking away number one matthew kachuk is a top 10 fantasy draft maybe even higher after the regular season he just had, and what he's done in the postseason first round. That's number one. Number two, Brandon, well, I I don't wanna take credit for this because uh, our good friend, Michael Amadio posted this on Twitter last night. But number two, Brandon Montour has solidified himself higher in the fantasy draft than Aaron Ekblad. It, It
0: just-
1: 100%. 100%, that is a fact. And number three, Carter Verhage's fantasy value has skyrocketed to an all-time high, and he will be taken by yours truly My My if you don't take him
0: from me, Flip, in next year's draft. Hey, look, I am a little bit of a broken record when I come on this show, and sometimes it doesn't pan out, but other times... With the players that I was really liking this year, fantasy and otherwise, Carter Verhage was right there at the top of my list. And all of our dedicated listeners know they've seen the trades that we've Mm -hmm. made. Steel, they've seen our Keeper Dynasty rosters. We're full transparency on this show. We don't just put our bets and our picks and our fantasy teams On the show, we show what's going on with what we're doing. And Carter Verhage was a player that I've really, really liked. 42 goals in the regular season. And, yeah, he wasn't maybe there with the goal-scoring power, but he was there when the team needed him with the clutch assist and, obviously, with the series-clinching goal. Maybe the most important one of his career, not maybe, for sure. And Carter Verhage, if people aren't paying attention yet – This is a guy who's been getting it done at all levels of his career, junior or otherwise. And we're going to talk a little bit about Leafs Panthers, and I'll get to what I think is going to have to do against the Leafs. But credit due to this Florida Panthers team. Because like you said, Steele, Matthew Kachuk is the leader in the dressing room. He's the leader on the ice, and he puts his money where his mouth is. Is he an agitator? For sure. But he reminds me a little bit, a little bit, of Brad Marchand in the sense of, he will go there in the mix. He will chirp, he will take some bad penalties, but he will come back and he will bury you with a timely goal or a big assist or both. And I think what you said about his fantasy value is spot on. So that's number one. And number two, Bobrovsky has been a roller coaster over the last (laughs) couple of seasons. But when he comes in, in these big time moments, He's either boom or bust, Steele. And again, we'll talk about Bobrovsky's numbers a little bit more in detail when we talk about the Panthers' Leafs. But a 936 save percentage, stopping 44 of 47 shots in Game 5, and then to be in the clutch, stopping 33 of 36, 917 save percentage in Game 7. Clearly going to him was the move. No disrespect due to Alex Lyon. Bobrovsky saved this team's bacon in a very big way, and to me – he is the key to this series with the Toronto Maple Leafs. But thank you for pointing out this epic collapse on the Boston Bruins. All we've been hearing for the past six months is this team is going to march away with the Stanley Cup. And I was wrong. I had the Boston Bruins taking this game, this series in five games. So I'm right there along with the pundits that were wrong. The NHL's chase for the cup is wide open, and that's what I had to get off my chest now before I flip it back over to you. Take it anywhere you want with the topics. The Stanley Cup is ripe for the taking, and realistically, I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite. I could see almost every single team that's in this race winning the cup aside from, I just don't see it for the Seattle Kraken, but we'll talk about them as well, won't we? We will talk about them very, very
1: shortly because they took down the reigning Stanley Cup champions, Colorado Avalanche, in Game Seven. Another series I did not see going the distance and in the favor of the underdog in this game. Yes. But you're, yes. you're right; the, the 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 entire playoffs is, is now wide open. I don't mm-hmm. agree with you. I think the Seattle oh. Kraken do they definitely okay. have a chance to go all the way with okay. the way that look. I we're gonna get into it more more in depth, yeah. but I think they have. Yeah. Uh, a very good chance at going all the way to the Stanley Cup okay. finals, with the way they have played the season and in that first round. But Fair. you're right. Things are changing right now. We've never seen a second round look this way in a very long time. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the Toronto Maple Leafs finally doing it since 2004, getting out of the first round. Uh, uh, it's just phenomenal. Bruins getting bounced in the first round after a 3-1 lead. I haven't seen that ever. It, it, the new teams that are entering into the second round it's a new era of hockey right now and yes. i'm absolutely here for it because honestly at some point it, it gets a little bit tiring and, and yeah it just gets a little bit tiring seeing the yep. same teams play each other in the second and the third in the stanley mm-hmm. cup finals mm-hmm. so i like this i love the fact that new teams are getting better and better every single year and it creates that um you know kind of like mix up a little bit of who moves on so i am really here for it but we are going to get to the seattle kraken because they take down a giant in the colorado avalanche we do want to talk about the valeri nachushkin incident as well as the andrew cogliano um injury that happened in game six
0: i believe it was uh so that and everything else yeah. is
1: coming up after this
0: Yeah, we're going to get to it. We'll get to those very quickly because I think the meat and potatoes of this episode, we got to break down these second round series. Leafs, Panthers, Kraken, Stars, Oilers, Golden Knights might have a bet or two up the sleeve. But you know, (laughs) today's episode, we got to pay these bills, baby. It's sponsored by Athletic Greens and AG1. It's a product Steele and I use every single day. Steele hates taking pills and supplements. I like getting that energy boost before the gym, after the gym. What is it? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It helps you age with grace. It helps you sleep better. It helps you focus at work. And with less than one gram of sugar and no gmos or nasty chemicals you are putting the best stuff in your body every single day it costs you less than three dollars a day and investing in your health has never been cheaper it's cheaper than your cold brew habits steal i know you're on those cold brews (laughs) and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by pro athletes around the world and trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. With just one scoop and a cup of water every single day, that's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy... Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is head over to athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. That is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
1: And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you go check out Armando Velez of Locked On Panthers, Mm. Florida, and Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti from Locked On Maple Leafs. We are all a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Those two are going head to head in the playoff second round, Florida Panthers, Toronto Maple Leafs. So make sure you check out uh, the Locked On Maple Leafs and the Locked On Panthers. Break down the entire second round between those two teams, which we are going to do as well over the next week or so for every single second round series moving forward. But Seattle Kraken take down a giant in the Colorado Avalanche. You know what? I don't want to say they were at their best or fully healthy, ready to go because they weren't um that's but that's no excuse when you no. have nathan mckinnon when you have miko rantanen kale mccarr and your mm-hmm. boy alexander gorgiev besides two of those games where he was awful he was great in this series he was good Um, he was good he was good but there was two games i thought he was ho- horrendous i thought
0: he was and, non- and, honest. and honestly steel if you don't mind me interjecting he just in my opinion and i know how uh, you guys weren't feeling my corpus take so hit me with your honest opinion on this take He Mm -hmm. just wasn't there for the big save. A couple of these games felt like they could have turned the tide with a really timely big save. And I just don't think he was there. Maybe it's his lack of playoff experience. I don't know. Maybe it's that just he wasn't able to count on the offense, even though I think the offense was there at key moments. His numbers, though, were pretty solid. 9-14 yeah. Oh, yeah. save and a 2-6-0 goals against. I just think it really comes down to that timely save. And I think in the playoffs, they're so critical for the confidence and the flow of the game. He wasn't there when he they needed him the most. And Philip Grubauer was. And simply yeah. put, Philip Grubauer is the surprise of the series. I think that's easy to say. He was sensational. And I have right at the top of my notes for my takeaway for this series. And I think both you and I said ahead of this series. The Seattle Kraken's blue line needs so much more respect put on its name. And I know the Colorado Avalanche aren't at full capacity. They still have Rantanen, they still have McKinnon and they still have McCar. And arguably those are three of the best. Yeah. Well, they are three of the best players in the league. And this team held the Colorado Avalanche to 2.6 goals per game. And aside from Rantanen, they only allowed 12 goals against the whole series. So credit due to that entire Kraken blue line and, of course, Philip Grubauer, and I just want to say this before I put it back over to you. Finally, the Colorado Avalanches' absences in the lineup caught up to them. I think finally they got through the whole year being banged up, Nishushkin dealing with all this off-ice incidents, which is also crazy. I think it finally caught up to them, and you saw it happen in their Game 7 loss. That that's exactly
1: what happened as well, and even going, to, we got to show some love to the Seattle Kraken because a, mm-hmm. I don't think either of us saw them even making the no. playoffs. No um, way, but neither of us had them getting past the first round against the Colorado Avalanche. No. and you got to show them respect because Nathan McKinnon mm-hmm. came out and said that this was the hardest first round series that he has ever played in, and the Seattle, wow. and that's the type of hockey the Seattle Kraken play. They just keep on mm-hmm. pushing, pushing, firing. Mm-hmm every single second they are on the ice and the game is going. So that's the type yeah. of hockey they play. That's the type of hockey that Dave Haxtell has engraved in and instilled into this Good hockey point. club. And they needed Philip Grubauer to be that guy. He was that guy against his former club, but Avalanche go down in game seven, Kraken taking on the Dallas stars in round two. Um, my So the one thing that my takeaway is because mm. When we talk about fantasy hockey, there wasn't really much I could take away from the Seattle Kraken standpoint because their top leader only had six points. You know, Oliver Bjorkstrand had a really great game seven, but that was Mm -hmm. about it the entire series. Mm. My takeaway from this, if I'm taking away anything, is my stance on Devin Taves remains the same. His fantasy value still is the exact same as what it was last year and what it was the year before. Okay. Um, obviously last year was a down year but after what he did a, a goal and seven assists in the playoffs i still mm. think he has that fantasy touch moving forward so that's one of the takeaways from my standpoint okay. uh, of this i think first i called for space.
0: that down year though right i called you're, for you're, that one yeah
1: oh yeah no he did have a down year in the regular season but, but i'm with you i'm goal, not disagreeing seven, i yeah, just you, know, you know me the playoffs no of you course, of course. and um um but yeah you know when 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 the Colorado Avalanche are missing Valerian Achushkin. What a weird incident. You know, obviously, yeah. we're not gonna get into great detail with, with that, but no, just seems like I, bad like, decision making. It's bad decision making, but I just don't understand why the Colorado Avalanche are so silent about this. Mm. Like, like the the you know, the media has asked Jared Bednar and the team about this situation. Is mm-hmm. he away because of what happened in Seattle mm-hmm. yeah. uh, at the hotel or and, oh. and, and, and the comments back are just like, no, he's away for personal reasons. It's not, it's not involving that well, it, it definitely it's just is. Weird. It's weird. It is very weird. So yeah. weird situation. I read something today. It's like, Oh, like they should just like buy him out or just like get rid of him or something. Cause it's a very, very sketchy uh incidents going on
0: well the thing is with this player in general Steele. we know he's been back and forth with the khl there's been some previous off-ice issues if i'm not mistaken with nishushkin in his career um it's been a little bit of a uh cloak and dagger situation with Mm -hmm. what's going on with nishushkin and look if there's no legal ramifications which it seems like there there might not be just you know there's just a so much. Not yet. Not yet. Not not yet. So why not just come out and say that I'm with exactly. you? I don't know why. I don't know why. There must obviously be the team has a lawyer staff and they're maybe standing uh-huh. behind uh-huh. what the lawyers are saying. At the end of the day, though, and we're not here to speculate on off ice issues. It clearly affected them. Nishushkin was a warrior last playoffs, playing through injuries, yeah. being clutch with points, and not having landishkog Okay, we know that's cl- that's key. Nazem Kadri's absence after how good he was last year were not a broken record. It was obvious he was a beast for them last postseason and yeah. it hurt their ability to roll two or three lines effectively. And this is just what happens, Steele. It catches up to them. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you. I'm actually, like, if I was on national TV, I'd be calling out the Colorado Avalanche for this because oh, yeah. this is just not how you treat – any kind of off-ice situation where it seems like your player is not treating women with the kind of respect or people that they deserve. And we're not here for a ethics violation talk. Yeah, But at the end of the day, I'm with you. Just very sketchy, very weird situation. And hey, it cost them in the long run, didn't it? And now they're gonna be golfing and let's see how they handle it after the fact. I don't think we need to get too in-depth with this Cogliano Mm -hmm. incident. It was a hit from Eberle. To me, it was a very questionable hit. I would have looked at that much more. You can't be hitting a guy in that position. I would have maybe thrown a fine at Eberle. He's not a dirty player. That's my take from that. I don't know what you think about that hit, and we can move on to our predictions.
1: Yeah, you know what? Um, Yeah, it was definitely a questionable hit. It was on the numbers. It probably should have been a five-minute major Mm-hmm. In retrospect of everything at the yes. same time, it all it, it really does depend on how the player goes into the boards because we've seen that type of hit millions of times with the ramifications mm-hmm. not being mm-hmm. that severe. It's True. the way that his body is kind of folding on the upper crumpled. half, yeah. yeah, crumpled, and his head his head actually snapped to the right, mm-hmm. which fractured his neck. So definitely one of the scarier injuries I would have to say. Anything involving the head and the neck is Mm -hmm. something that obviously you want to stay away from. Did he play the rest of the game? What a warrior. I think he I think he came out for like two more shifts and then what a warrior had to leave. Yeah, absolutely warrior hockey players are but Cogliano, fractured Mm -hmm. neck, the chuckkin away from the team. We're gonna keep uh, up to date on all of that. We forgot to mention when we were talking earlier this episode that Mm. um, the future for Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci is up in the air right now. Very emotional time for both those players after game seven defeat against the Panthers. They're going to take some time to think about what their future holds if they decide to come back, uh, back to the NHL, but that is up in the air. So that has some um, implications for fantasy hockey teams next season as well. So keep an eye on that. We'll be keeping an eye this off season with all the news and thank you so much for making the locked on fantasy hockey podcast your first listen every single day again make sure you hit the subscribe hit the follow button we appreciate you and make sure uh yeah make sure you subscribe we love all the comments make sure you comment dms on twitter we are a part of the locked on podcast network your team every single day mm. with that being said let's get over to Round two predictions flip. Maple Leafs taking on the Florida Panthers. Seattle Kraken taking on the Dallas Stars. Vegas Golden Knights taking on the Edmonton Oilers. We still await um you know what I'm just gonna go with it I'm assuming it's the New York Rangers New York Rangers versus Carolina Hurricanes no I'm kidding I don't I don't want to hey, people I don't in Jersey
0: jinx. are about to throw hate if they end up winning this <laughs> I game don't want I
1: don't want to jinx anyone so I take it back reel that comment back but let's start yeah, my with playoff pool, my playoff
0: pool roster very much needs <laughs> the Rangers to go through because if they don't I that was a quick 50 donation but we're not here to talk about that what are we here to talk about, Steele? Because Toronto oh Maple goodness. Leafs and the Florida
1: Panthers. Let's start so with those much clubs talk over about. there in the
0: Eastern Conference. Right off the bat,
1: what's your prediction? What do you feel for this uh, series against Woo. the Panthers? Overall, I, I look at the regular season, Maple Leafs, it's in their favor.
0: Panthers-Leafs played four times. The Leafs took three of four, including both in South Florida, scoring 15 goals across those four meetings. To me, the key to the success, before I hit you with my preview, it is clearly, for the Florida Panthers, the ability of Bobrovsky to get it done. And I really don't see any other way for the Florida Panthers to get past this Toronto Maple Leafs team unless their goaltender steals them one or two. And here we are talking about the Panthers not being able to get it done against a much better, more talented team. And the one thing that I would have to say is, be careful for the confidence coming from Matthew Kachuk and feeding the rest of this lineup because they're believing Steele. And, hey, I'm going to say Leafs in six. I wanted to say Leafs in five. Yeah. But I do think the confidence of beating, slaying the dragon of the best regular season team arguably we've ever seen, you can't cut out playoff momentum. And this team might be feeling it as one of those teams of destiny and I got a few key points. We're going to get to that. But my prediction, it's got to be brabovsky holding it down. And it has to be points from the blue line. You mentioned Brandon Montour. What a beast of a first round. My goodness. And Ekblad was a ghost. So thank goodness for Florida that Montour put up three goals, three assists, 16 shots on net and over 24 minutes of ice time. I got Leafs in six, baby, because they cleared that hurdle. And I don't care. Put it in the comments. Hit us in the DMs. You want to call us a homer, call Mm -hmm. us a homer. The Toronto Maple Leafs are built for a cup run. Ilya Samsonov hasn't even scraped what he can do. You saw what he can do in game six, and he's the key for the Leafs as well. Leafs in six, I don't know what you think about that.
1: Both both these teams have uh, a ton of confidence, and rightfully so, heading into the second round. Leafs finally get over the hump of the first round uh Mm -hmm. florida panthers crawl back being down 3-1 against the best team ever in nhl history and they move on so both teams have a ton of confidence and Mm -hmm. rightfully so Mm -hmm. my gut wants me to say maple leafs in six but i'm actually going with maple leafs in five and for two reasons why a looking at the regular season pure domination from around not pure domination but they go 3-0-1 in the those three games they took it to the panthers they did take it to the panthers so that, that's one. Number two, mm. the Maple Leafs won all three games on the road against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That speaks for itself. So they already beat one Florida-based team. Great point. All three games on the road. I think they can do it again. So honestly— And they took
0: the two games against Florida this
1: year in Florida. Exactly. So they play well on the road in Florida, it seems like. Mm-hmm. I think—and um, you know what the better fact is? Now that they're going up against Florida, we've got home ice advantage that plays a part into it too. I think after two games, it's tied one-one. Or sorry, sorry. After two games, Leafs up two nothing, and it goes goes back to Florida, and it's three-one. They they split on the road, and then comes back to, to Toronto for game five. Did and they, they
0: not have home advantage ice advantage in the first round though? They did have home ice okay, advantage, just but Tampa sure. Bay is a different beast than Florida. Oh Kansas no, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. I'm for just, sure. hey man, you know me. I've been <laughs> on the honeymoon. I'm on the Amalfi Coast here. I'm coming home in a couple of days, just in time for us to ratchet up this second round coverage. So make sure you are tuned and tapped into the show because Steele and I are just getting warmed up. Anyway, that's a sidebar. Please continue with what you were going to say.
1: No, that's pretty much it. I've got okay. Leafs and I've got Leafs in five here. I just think their their ability to crawl back. Yeah, uh. in desperate situations, late in the third period, they're great on the road. It seems like mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. got Leafs in five. You got Leafs in six in this series. Let's go over. Get over to the Western Conference, though. Yeah, Seattle Kraken taking on the Dallas Stars. This one for me might be a yeah. little uh, hate hate enforced because I'm yeah. still a little rattled. I, I knew Stars. That the Stars got past, but it's not fully because of my emotions. I truly believe, <laughs> after what I've witnessed from the Seattle oh, no. Kraken, what oh, no. I've seen from them in the postseason at this oh, point no. as well. Even if they don't have guys, you know, they their leading scorer in the postseason only has six points right now. I I don't know what it, who it is off the top of my head, but uh, only six points. For you. Only I'll six points for, you. for the Seattle Kraken's leading goal, uh, leading point scorer. So to me, it doesn't really matter. They play the type of hockey where it is 110% every single time the puck is going. Um, um, and that's the type okay. of hockey they play. Phil Grubauer has been great. I've got Kraken in seven, actually. They take it okay. on the road in seven games against the
0: Dallas Stars. I can't disagree with you about giving this team credit. I can't. I can't take apart. They just dismantled, not dismantled. They really gave the Colorado Avalanche, the reigning cup champs, a full run for their money and then absolutely shut them down in game seven. The fact that that team could get it done in the game seven fashion that they did might be potentially most indicative of what they're taught. Like that's their best game of the season. Yeah. Right. Game seven was the best game of their season. So if they can bottle that kind of energy, I'm with you. I just, I kind of have to disagree when Yanni Gourd with one goal and six points leads the team, and now you're going up against Jake Ottinger. And I know as much as your hate fueled take against the Dallas team that took it took out the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> and I guess before I build up Ottinger, I'll say this the Minnesota Wild superstars, they didn't get it done offensively. They did. So it. maybe Ottinger wasn't fully tested to what he should be, but Jake Ottinger is gonna be a real problem for the Seattle Kraken team, if they have to rely on Yanni Gourd to lead the way offensively. And that's where I have to leave it, Steele. Jake Ottinger is a top five goalie and he proved it in the first round with a 930 save percentage and a 2.01 goals against. He wasn't fully tested. Grubauer was sensational. I got stars in six. The only way that the Seattle Kraken get this series done they got to have some offense from those top two lines. Someone's going to, Jaden Schwartz. I don't even know who it has to be. We know Schwartz has done it in the playoffs before for the Blues. Maybe it's one of these Eberle. I don't know who's going to have to get it done. That's my concern, Steele, because everything that I saw from the Kraken in game seven, like you said, proves that they deserve to be in the yep. second round and they deserve to be in this mix with the best teams in the league this year. So, I just gotta say, they better get pucks on net and they better rattle Ottinger's cage because if he gets settled, it's going to be a quick series for the Stars. That
1: that's the one thing uh, that might be different from my take with the Seattle Kraken is okay. I don't think it has to be one guy. I think it's a t- uh, it's a full team effort in this situation because they don't fair. have that one guy. They just fair. don't. They don't oh, have fair. the one guy. It has even to be better every it, exact. It has to be every single guy doing their mm. part. Uh, mm. guys on the blue line, stepping in, jumping in, it, it, you know, jumping yes. on, jumping in on rushes when they get the chances yep. Grubauer continuing to stand on his head. I Grubauer think it was seriously really good. And that was what the I difference. Would maker. He,
0: I would be scared of if the Dallas stars are looking at this, because mm-hmm. I think you and I have talked at length about, we know goalies steal these series. So yes. it, I, I really think this comes down and it's such a cop out this time of year, but Hey, that's where I'm at right <laughs> now. Steele. The goaltenders in all of these series obviously weigh so much into what happens. I'm just fired up for round two. I got Dallas in six. You got Seattle in seven. I smell a little side bet coming here.
1: A little side bet action here. Let's get over to the last series that we know of for the second Mm. round. This one, we're going to be very quick with it because we're running a little late on time here for this episode. Edmonton Oilers taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. It's simple for me. I have the Edmonton Oilers in six. I think they win it at home in six. And again, you and I both have the the Edmonton Oilers going all the way to the Stanley Cup finals. So there's no question. I have them winning the cup. Yeah, you have them winning the cup. I have them going to the Stanley Cup Finals. So we're both in the same boat boat at this point. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Oilers in six. I just think if Stuart Skinner can just be a little bit better, it it gives a... He needs to be better, but if he can be a little bit better, it just uh, relieves a little bit of pressure for the offensive group, even though they're going to
0: continue to do what they do. Look, (laughs) I made a lot of notes on all these series, and I think I have to continue to say what I said all year, and I was wrong all year. I wasn't buying into the Golden Knights, and the rotating carousel of goaltenders is going to catch up to them at some point. I know Laurent Boissot held it down against his former team. He was good Mm -hmm. in the moments that he needed to be. And the balanced attack offensively, Chandler Stevenson, Jack Eichel. Unbelievable. um, Who who was the old? William Carlson was also sensational. That balanced attack is hard to deal with come postseason. But here is where it lies for me, Steele. And I got Oilers in six as well. I think you said Oilers in six, didn't you? Yeah, Oilers in six. I got Oilers in six and well, but here is the key point for me. The Vegas Golden Knights had the 19th best PK in the league this season. That's not going to be nearly good enough <laughs> if you want to shut down this Oilers team, if you know what I'm saying, on the power play. If they're bringing that 19th to 20th ranked power or penalty kill, yeah, David is going to absolutely steamroll, and this Oilers team is now growing in confidence, beating, in my opinion, the LA Kings are just as good as the Vegas Golden Knights, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. So I, I think... If you're out there sprinkling money on a series winner, a series outcome, the one that I'm most confident in is the Oilers to take this series. And I know there's going to be some hate from Golden Knights fans, and that's okay. But the 19th best penalty kill, they better pull up their socks because you know McDavid and Dreisaitl, as much as they went off in the first round, they're just getting warmed up. And if they can get a couple of timely saves from Skinner, this series might be over in less than six games. That's just me. But I got Oilers in six. And also, the Oilers took three of four regular season meetings mm-hmm. against this Vegas Golden Knights team, scoring 18 goals over those four games, Steele.
1: And believe it or not, both the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs are the top two favorite teams oh, heading no. into Here the second go. round to win the Stanley Cup right Here now. we go. I think the Oilers, if I'm reading it correctly, plus 340 to win the Stanley Cup. Maple Leafs plus 440 to win the Stanley Cup. So both Canadians team coming in in the top two positions. Heading you know into I'm the coming in round. hot with
0: a few bets there. You know
1: it. We love it. Absolutely love making some money and some bets on this podcast over here. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Again, make sure you're tuning in for the remainder of the week, Monday through Friday, episodes in the morning, 7 o'clock am Eastern Time. And thank you again so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. and we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Golisco. Go.